This is Face to Face Celebration Church. I'm Dennis Watson. I have as my guest today, Pastor Trevor Truitt, pastor of Celebration Church, St. Bernard Ninth Ward Congregation. And this week, Pastor Trevor and I are talking about the subject, securing satisfaction. Now, Pastor Trevor, tell us a little bit about your story, about how you came to faith in Christ and what Jesus has done in your life. I grew up in Chalmette and at an early age, I was trying to find satisfaction right. so i looked not in all, good ways right yeah well and the ways that i was trying to find i didn't know that they were good or bad i was just trying to be happy in life right. and it led to you know uh having sex outside of marriage and uh doing drugs and right. drinking right. and um all these things that the world uh, had to offer to try to find satisfaction and and i i, I started getting me in trouble. Well, I'm sure there was some <laughs> temporary satisfaction there for a while. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, at first I was having fun with the with the, with the the drugs and then drinking. It was fun at first, uh, but it ended up being a problem in my life, sort of having negative consequences. Yeah, I understand, yeah. man. That's part of my story as well. Yeah. I was trying to find satisfaction in the world, right? and I wound up finding, yeah. uh, finding myself living a miserable life at times. Yeah, in 2010, uh, I actually encountered God through the Scriptures, and I found everything that I've really been searching for all my life. Well, that's what we want to talk about today, finding that satisfaction, that strength that we need to live vibrant and victorious lives. Now, you remember the old group U2. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. U2, uh, you sing a song, uh, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Right, 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 right. And I think that's where a lot of people are. They think they have a lot. They may have a nice house, a good car, may have a good family, may have a good job, mm-hmm. but they still haven't found what they're looking for. And in fact, listen to this story. Uh, a man wrote a letter one time to his pastor and said, it's just strange that my, my success as an investment banker has given me multiple homes, nice cars, all the kind of perks and luxuries you expect. I'm married to a great woman. I have two young kids I adore and I enjoy good health. All of this came at a much earlier age than I expected or anticipated, yet I'm just not as happy as I should be. To be honest, I'm often restless. I'm often bored and unsatisfied with life. Sometimes I feel hollow and empty and I keep thinking there's got to be more to life than this you probably met people like that in your life yeah i mean i was that guy at one at one point in time and i think that that's god's grace in our life he puts some more within us right well today today and throughout the week we want to look at the verse in matthew chapter 5 verse 5 in fact read that verse to us jesus is speaking about satisfaction and what does he say there he says blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness so they will be filled they will be filled. He said you got a hunger and thirst for righteousness, and if you do, you will be filled. Uh, what does righteousness mean? What is it uh, when the Bible talks about righteousness? Uh, righteousness uh, is a right relationship with God. comes from a right relationship with God, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to talk more about that uh, tomorrow, but also it results from living in a right relationship with God. Is that oh, right? Right. Entering so, into a right relationship with God and living in a right relationship with God. So you can't have... You can't have real righteousness until you enter into a relationship with God. You can't have real righteousness until you're living in a right relationship with God. But but Jesus said, and by the way, he's a better expert on this than you or I or anybody else. Right. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they are the ones who are going to be satisfied, fulfilled. They're the ones who are going to be filled in their lives. I'm here today with Pastor Trevor Truitt, Pastor of Celebration Church St. Bernard Ninth Ward Congregation, and we're talking this week about securing satisfaction, about finding righteousness. We're basing that on Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, where Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Let's talk today, specifically today, about uh, what's the first step it takes to experience the righteousness of God in our lives. Well, to live a righteous life, first it requires receiving Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. In other words, you can't 
have righteousness apart from the righteous one, Jesus Christ, right? That's right. And the so, Bible teaches that none of us are righteous. I'm not righteous in our own strength and ability. You're not righteous. Uh, you think any of our listeners today are righteous in their uh, own strength and ability? Not in their own strength and ability. No, the Bible says uh, not a single person on earth is always good and never sins. Right. Now, here's what I think. You fa- I found a lot, of pe- a lot of people try to do good works mm. to achieve righteousness in their mm. life. But no one can ever perform enough good works to compensate for the failures and the flaws of their lives. In fact, Paul said in Romans 3.20, For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. In other words, the only way you can keep God's laws is if you're perfect. Now, I don't know about you. I haven't met a perfect individual. Have you? No. Not at all. So, uh, so the Bible teaches us none of us are righteous in God's eyes. What else does it teach us? It teaches us that even though we're not righteous in His eyes, He paid the price for us to be righteous. Jesus paid the price for Correct. us uh, for our righteousness, and He did that on the cross, right? That's right. There's a there's a scripture that says, "He who knew no sin became sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God." And I love that verse, 2 Corinthians five twenty one. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So Jesus was the perfect sacrifice who could pay the penalty for our sins. There's a third thing you want to talk about that. The the Bible teaches that Jesus paid for our righteousness on the cross. And what else does it teach us? Uh, It teaches us that we are made righteous when we place our trust in Jesus. You got a verse that kind of backs that up? Yeah, Romans 3.22. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are or what we've done. So in other words, since Jesus paid for our sins on the Calvary's cross, we can experience the Lord's forgiveness, the Lord's freedom, and eternal salvation, no matter how big a sinner we've ever been, no matter how miserably we've failed in our lives. I don't know about you, that's good news for me, because I've been a big sinner and had a lot of failures. And that, that's good news for me, uh, even when he accepted me, and even for today. <laughs> Which again, that means we can't get into heaven in our own righteousness, by our own right. good works, by our, even our religiosity. Only God's grace gets us into heaven. Only receiving Amen. Jesus as our Savior. Now, now you talked about how in 2010 you really surrendered your life to the Lord. What led up to you doing that? Uh, well, I had to see uh, how messed up my life really was. And, I mean, even in that time, I remember me trying to do right. And I couldn't. Right. In right. all my trying, I couldn't. Right. So the gospel really came alive to me when I realized that there was nothing I can do. I remember reading in Romans 7 that he tried to do what was right, right. and couldn't. And the right things that he tried to do, he couldn't do. And he realized it wasn't him who did it, but the sin who lived within him. So that sins which separated me. And Jesus was the only one I could atone for that. And Jesus was the only one that could deliver me from that. So religion couldn't bring you that righteousness. And good works couldn't bring you that My righteousness. And all the trying that you yeah. did, you had to receive Jesus into your life as a Savior and Lord of your life. That's right. Now, I'm here this week with Pastor Trevor Truitt, pastor of the Celebration Church, St. Bernard, Ninth Ward Congregation, and we're talking about how to experience real, godly, and lasting satisfaction in our lives. We talked yesterday about how that starts by receiving Jesus Christ as the Savior and Lord of our lives. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And when we become the righteousness of God, that's when we are on the pathway to experiencing satisfaction. What's another step to uh, really uh, living a righteous life? Uh, refusing to settle for junk food. Now, wait just a moment. You're not against junk food, are you? <laughs> I mean, I try to stay away from the stuff. I'm yeah, getting kind of old. You you're, know? Better, you're better <laughs> that, than I am. I, mean, I, love, I, I love junk food. I love 
love potato chips. I love sweets. I yeah, never yeah, had yeah. sweet I didn't like. All right, right, I right. love bread. But we're not talking about that kind of uh, junk We're not talking food. about that kind of we're junk We're talking food. about things that the world offers that will say what will satisfy you out of a relationship mm-hmm. from Jesus Christ and how he wants us to live. Things like our salary or our status or success or sex. And the world says, if you just got all this, you're going to be fulfilled. But Right. But Both of us know we pursued those things right. and we were left unfulfilled in life. Right. So you, you said this before. You said when we're not hungry for a righteous relationship with the Lord, it's because of something. What's it because of? When we're not hungry for a right relationship with God, it's because we're focusing on other things. We're focusing on our activities. We're, we're, we're focusing on accomplishments, experiences, and other people rather than the Lord. So we're focusing on ourselves or we're, we're feeding on what the world offers rather than what the Lord yeah, offers. Yeah, we're usually full of ourselves or, or feeding our, uh, ourselves on what the world offers. It says in Proverbs fifteen fourteen, a, a wise person is hungry for truth while the fool feeds on trash. Hmm. Now, what kind of trash do you find people in the world today are kind of feeding on? Uh, man, <laughs> a lot of stuff that they're watching on TV and social media and, and gaming and, and using all those things as an escape uh, to overcome the problems that we face in life. Uh, they'll turn to those things. They'll turn to drugs, alcohol, pornography, um, even recreational activities, all, all right. kind of things uh, that, that will try to you know, temporarily block uh, what God's trying to do in our life. Now, some of those things are really bad for us. Some mm-hmm. of the things are not so bad for us, mm-hmm. but they're poor substitutes for the presence and power of righteousness in God in our lives. I mean, right. I love I love sports. You love sports yeah, as well. Yeah. Right. And so oftentimes I've neglected pursuing the Lord to right. watch a sporting event or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But that's snacking on junk food again. Right, 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 right. It's not, ultimately, that's not going to bring me lasting satisfaction. When I when I need stuff in my life, I see that there's something missing. It's got to be God that I turn to first. It can't be all the other things. Well, you know, uh, so the question is then, what or who am I really hungry for in my life? Right. What or who am I really hungry for in my life? Sometimes we're hungry for, again, status. Sometimes we're hungry for success. Sometimes we're hungry for pleasure. Sometimes we're hungry for possessions. What we're, whatever we're who are hungry, whatever we're hungry for, or whoever we're hungry for, that's what we pursue in our life. But none of those things are going to bring us the lasting satisfaction, strength, and success that having a close relationship with Jesus will have. Amen. So I'm here this week with Pastor Trevor Truett, pastor of the Celebration Church, St. Bernard Ninth Ward Congregation. And we're talking about one of the Beatitudes of Jesus, where Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. And we're talking about what it takes to live a righteous life. Pastor Trevor, you said, first of all, we've got to receive Jesus into our life right. as the Savior and Lord of our life. And then we've got to be willing to not snack on junk food, the junk food of the world. What's another step that we need to take to live a righteous life? Uh, reaffirming the Lord as first in our lives. So that's one of the keys to maintain a spiritual hunger is make you make knowing the Lord our number one goal in life. Now, right. what do people usually have as their number one goal in life? A lot of people, especially like around here, I think they put their kids first. Yeah, sometimes in their life, right. and that's a difficult one because you're supposed kids, to love your kids, right? Kids are a high kids are a high priority in our life, but anything that's higher than the Lord in our life becomes the Lord of our lives. Right. Anything or anyone more important than the Lord becomes, like you said, the Lord, Lord of, of our lives. Right. The psalmist said it like this in Psalm sixty-three, verse one. He said, "Oh God, you are my God." 
Uh, I earnestly seek for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. Uh, what does that verse tell us about what we need to be pursuing in our life? That real happiness and real satisfaction comes from pursuing the Lord in our lives. Well, Jesus said the same thing, didn't he, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33? Um, yeah, he sure did. He said the thing that you should want most is God's kingdom and right. doing what God wants. Right. And all these other things you need will be given to you. So... We got to pursuing the Lord is number one in our life. Now, the psalmist said in Psalm 63:1, My body longs for you, Lord, in this parched and weary land where there is no water. Yeah. Uh, in other words, the world is a desert place. Right. Yeah, the world is a desert place. And, you know, and that what, what Jesus was saying in Matthew 6, 33, a lot of times we think we need things in our life for satisfaction, so we'll go after the things. Right, right. And we're missing out on the greatest thing, which is a, a connection with God through the Holy Spirit and what Jesus has done for us. Well, you know, some of the people who may be listening or watching right now may be in a desert place in their life right now. Mm-hmm. It may be in a desert place in their marriage. It may, be, it's all, it may be a desert place in their career. It may be in a desert place in relationship. They may be in a desert financially. Their finances have dried up. Mm-hmm. They may be in a desert place emotionally and spiritually. But they can go to God wherever they are. Right. They can go to the Lord. And when we feel like we're in a desert place, we must refocus on pursuing the Lord and placing Him first in our life. Right. But also you said that we need to focus on reading and studying God's Word. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Living a righteous life comes from reading and studying God's Word. You know, uh, God's Word is like the living water. So if you're right. in a desert place, right. you can be refreshed by the Word of God because it's going to give you the promises of God to you as a believer that will refresh your soul. It's not only the living water. It's like... It's like food for our soul, right? It's like food, too. So it's called the bread of life, too, right? Right. Jesus is called the bread of life. Jesus is also called the Word. In the beginning was the Word. Word was with God, and Word is God. Right. And uh, so, yeah, to have a, a growing relationship with God, He's speaking to us, and one of the primary ways He speaks to us is through His Word. So how often should we feast on the Word of God, dine on the Word of God? Well, Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, give me this day my daily bread. And right. if the Bible is the bread of life and the bread for living, then we should feast on it daily. Well, you got to feast on it daily. And that's why I said people should not live by bread alone, but by every word, word that comes, comes out of the mouth of God. Of God. Right. So we got to, if we want to be righteous so we can be satisfied, we got to get into the word of God. We got to read the word, study the word, learn the word, live by the word, all those kinds of things. That, yeah. Now, I'm here this week with Pastor Trevor Truett, who's a pastor of the Celebration Church, St. Bernard, Ninth Ward Congregation. And we've been studying the subject, securing satisfaction, based on the a beatitude where Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And we talked about some of the keys to pursuing righteousness in our lives so we can have godly satisfaction in our lives. Let's talk about two more of those keys today. What's, what's one of those keys? Uh, living life, righteous life requires uh, reconnecting with other believers. Reconnecting with other believers. Yeah. We tend so, to hunger for what others are hungering for. So that's why that's important. Not just so we can reconnect, but because yeah. when we're with people who are pursuing the Lord, hungry after the Lord, we're more apt to pursue the Lord and hunger after the Lord as well, right? Yeah, that's right. My dad used to say, "Birthers of a feather flock together. Yeah, that's right. Are you all who you hang with. Right. And the Bible says, uh, follow the steps of good men instead and stay on the path of the righteous. Now, you and I, I mean, we both come from recovery backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So we've seen a lot of people who started out pretty good with the Lord. Yeah. And they were really pursuing the Lord. But then they started going back to the same old crowd, uh, you know, and what happened to them? You know, uh, they 
went back to their old ways. Yeah. You know, I'm reminded of the pandemic when we had to stay away from people. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that we did our best to try to keep that at bay. But because of that separation from people, people lost some of their support. And a lot of those people went back to their old ways. Uh, sadly, that happened to lots and lots and lots of people. And, yeah. You know, it used to. I remember when I used to be in some uh, NA and AA meetings. They talk about you got to change your play things, your yeah. playgrounds, and your playmates. Right, 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 right. You got you got to change people, all of places that. Places and things. As right. we connect regularly with other believers and study and live out God's word, that's when we live stronger and more satisfying lives. No doubt. And then living a righteous life requires also. You said reflecting on how much the Lord loves us. Right now. I have people tell me all the time, Pastor, I know what my problem is. I just don't love the Lord enough. Right. And that's the problem. And you tell them, no, it's, you don't realize how much the Lord loves you. You know, I, I think that's a big deal. I think, right. I think you know, in our mindset, and you grew up in a religious world and mm -hmm. stuff like that, got, like we're trying to earn the love of God. Right. But the truth of the matter is God loves us no matter how many times we messed up in our yeah, life. Yeah, we can't earn his love. His love has always been there in the good times of our lives, the bad times of our lives, even the ugly times of our life. His love has always been complete and whole for us. Now, both of us are married, and we both married above ourselves and stuff like that. <laughs> Way above. And so, uh, but, you know, you're, I see how your wife loves you. She mm -hmm. cherishes you, and my wife does the same. And the more my wife, the more I understand my wife's love for me, the more I want to love her back. Right. Amen. It's the same way with the Lord. The more we understand yeah. how much he really does love us, yeah. the more we will want to love him yeah. and the more that we will want to live for him. And the more that we want to live for him, the right, more righteous we become in our lives right. and the more joy and happiness and peace and satisfaction we have in our lives. Pastor yeah. Trevor, would you just quickly just pray for our listeners today? Pray that yeah. they would make, that we would make and they would make yeah. pursuing the Lord's presence, uh, the go number one goal in their life, yeah. that they can live satisfied lives. Uh, Lord, I thank you so much, Lord God, for this time. I thank you so much for being our Lord and Savior. God, I just pray you would create a, a greater hunger, hunger within us for your presence right. in our life, that we would hunger and thirst for righteousness, Lord. And in the days ahead, we will see how fulfilled we can be right. as we stay hungry from you for this day forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for Face to Face with Celebration Church. 